0: Per class, Duffy accepts his adjunct status and pay, choosing to ignore the fact that most college instructors earn less than sanitation engineers and public bus drivers, and significantly less than sales professionals and accountants, never mind the management types in pornography and terrorism. This information is easily accessed by his sight surfing students, and so to the Googling masses, He is the messenger worth ignoring, dismissing, blankly smiling at, flirting with, or worse, if it would help the grade, and in his most paranoid vision, shooting. But by most legal interpretations, concealing weapons on campus remains beyond the pale, so he never wears his bulletproof vest to the classroom, the souvenir his sister's husband purchased for him the holiday season following the Twin Tower attacks. After all, Some students are paid for, by parents, grandparents, merit and need-based grants, and even for the majority, the huge loans loom so far in the distance that apathy, as much as antagonism, is the undergrad's response to his lectures and tedious essay assignments. At times, the absurd sums noted on each semester's billing statement lead students to believe their teacher must be one of the wealthy reapers of financial rewards— After all, he is the professor, that middle-aged pale mass at the front of the room, even occasionally dressed entirely in corduroy. In the conservative family scenario, he is seen as the exact same rich, liberal professor up at that state school the old man has imagined, growled about, and warned his kid against. Just smile at all that bullshit. Act like you agree, grab your bee, and fuck him in the ballot box, cause he and his tenured buddies don't know jack shit about the real world. But Duffy has pride, and so he rarely if ever discloses to a class of nineteen-year-old debtors his actual wages, a meager pittance that would make the overly loaned feel even worse. Instead, during his daily tour of duty, he ignores his personal squalor and his aching discs and arches, the remedying physical therapy several thousands out of reach. Now, at 9.28 a.m., Duffy succumbs to his couch, clean-shaven and a moment removed from his second toilet sitting, one less than his morning norm. He never dresses until the very last moment of morning calm, but stays in worn grey boxer briefs and a white undershirt, his back sunk deep into the middle of the couch, which is already malformed from this daily habit. With his calves propped up and resting flat atop a short breakfast bar stool used alternately for food and his feet, he stares at the twenty-inch television screen. Today, the tube projects an image of a slow-paced speaker, a man of short words and long pauses. "'I'd like to introduce you to a man.' PAUSE HE WAS AN ABLE MAN. PAUSE ER PAUSE HE IS A SOLID MAN. PAUSE HE IS A MAN WHO HELPED LEAD THE WAR ON TERROR. HAS DUFFY MISTAKENLY CHANGED THE CHANNEL TO A CHILDREN'S EDUCATIONAL SHOW? Is an adult reading to small children with some other matter on his mind? Back to televised reality, he hears, And I will miss him. Alert again, and out of his early morning, absent-minded reverie, he recognizes that indeed he is breaking fast with the President of the United States of America. His articulation's living proof that all of his messages to students about proficiency and expertise in reading and writing and speaking as the best path to the lofty perches in our sacred land are, well, um, perhaps just a bunch of bunk. The national news types bid all a fond farewell, the image of the president disappears, and commercials follow. Sincere actors and toll-free numbers attack and molest him. Duffy has no truck with incontinence pads or toilet bowl cleaner, but at this time of the day wishes their advocates would let him be. After the raised volume and carefree jingle of a supersized McBreakfast, the local news blasts its energizing beat.